welcome to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. You never know what I may say or who will be on, but you know it'll be real because that's me. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. It's Kyle from Stall Agronomy and we're going to talk a little bit about topics that as we get into the what I, I would say is the in-season application season uh we're, we're gonna start running into seven dollar corn problems which i don't even think corn's at seven dollars anymore but i have quite a few guys that sold some seven dollar contracts and i have no clue where beans are I've, I've been a little busy lately um i think we did uh, about five thousand acres of scouting last week um a little bit of a rain delay this week, but we're going to be back at it next week. And it's my favorite time of the year as far as being an agronomist. Uh, it's kind of nice to see what uh, what we have out there uh, and what we can improve on. But uh, let's we're going to title this one, <laughs> Opinions Are Like A-Holes, essentially. Everybody has one. And that's, that's, that's really what I'm running into uh, as far as issues. We're dealing with a, a very high dollar crop this year. Um, that's the potentially the easiest way I can come up with what we're dealing with. And I, I I think a lot of the concern, I've got a lot of guys that are worried about the amount of dollars we've got into this crop. Um, it's, it's definitely the opportunities are, are, are plentiful and a lot of things look really good. The, the struggle is going to be when we're not entirely sure what to do. You know, I, I've got guys that are that are looking at their crop and, and saying, well, maybe I need this, maybe I need that. Um, right now we're really, really heavy into V2, V3. Uh, I've got some V4 corn, and I'm sure I got a little bit of corn pushing V5, but not a lot. Um, and then the struggle we have too is we planted, uh, and at least in our area, our first planting was um, around Mother's Day weekend, and the next week there, it was, I, I pulled up the average temperature for one of the local weather stations. The average temperature, so taking high, low, everything, all that stuff factored in was like 75 for a week, which is insanely warm in southeast Wisconsin. Some of it, uh, I think we hit a high of 94.5 for one day, which is insane. The struggle is we planted corn that was planted that Monday. We went through that week. And that stuff accumulated 120 growing degree days, and it was out of the ground like that, pretty much. So now we've got corn that is a full two to three weeks ahead of the stuff planted like a week later. And I got guys that are really worried, why is my late planted corn, or quote-unquote later planted corn, why does that look worse than my first planted stuff? It should all be the same. It was planted within, you know, five days or whatever. You know, we're used to... That stuff's pretty close. There maybe might be, you know, a leaf to maybe a half a leaf sometimes difference between a week of planting. And this year, uh, I pulled up the next week, and we were average temperatures in the mid-50s. So we basically had an average. So let's say it's 20, uh, 20 degrees difference, even if it's 15, whatever it is. That, that difference really adds up, you know, when you got 20, essentially, on our average, 20 growing degree days in difference. So if there's 20 growing degree days there uh, per day, 
that's enough within five days to be out of the ground. I mean, it, it it's a very noticeable difference. Literally, when I'm scouting, I've gotten through all the earlier planted stuff, which sometimes it's like a day or two difference. But that, that first developmental stage stuff is really coming along. So where we struggle is what I was looking at today. We had some prevent plant, or not prevent plant. Well, I'm sorry, we're not in Dakota, but no offense to those guys. Uh, we were there in 2019, and that was a nightmare. But we uh, we had some potential replants, somebody thought. And looking at it, um, you know, it's June 7th today. And trying to dis- assess the stand, there there were some drownouts, and you know it's it's very scattered. And the overall sense is it, it's not worth a replant. And trying to explain to the guy, you know, if you replant today, you know, it looks bad. You know, I really think you're going to lose a lot of yield. I mean, the the charts basically show by the time he could get back in there to replant this, he's going to be at fifty percent of expected yield. And I've been there before, June 10th planting in southeast Wisconsin. We're lucky if it hits 30% moisture. It's it's just tough. And the problem is we've got all these guys worried about um, potentially, you know, this stuff's, why is it shorter? And it shouldn't it be further along? And why is it yellow? Because it's going through our nodal root switch like we use every year. You know, and everybody's got something to sell you to quote unquote fix it. I literally told the guy today, you know, we're looking at some other fields and, you know, there's a stripe here or there of, you know, corn that's a little bit further behind uh, in spots, you know, you can see moss growing. And I'm like, that's probably a pH problem. We should probably pull soil samples. Um, there's other spots, you know, right next to a hay field and the hay field's exhibiting potash deficiency. So I'm like, well, that's probably potash deficient. Uh, what happened here? You know, there looks like there's a difference between this part of the field and that part of the field. Well, that used to be part of that hay field that was potash deficient. Well, that's probably why it looks a lot different. Um, and I said, you got to really be careful with this because you've got $7 corn, $6 corn, whatever it is, and you're really worried about it. I said, there's 100 people sitting down the road that would sell you something in a jug that they say will fix this. I said, I've one of the struggles I have is I got called to a field again this year. I have a field that I've visited every year for the last six years, and there's always an issue in this field. And everybody looks at it. You know, there's four or five different people that always get called, and now I'm one of them. Um, and everybody's got a different opinion. Somebody says it's magnesium deficiency. One guy says it's manganese deficiency. One guy says it's sulfur deficiency. One guy says this, that, nematodes, whatever it is. It's a sulfur deficiency. It's in some really heavy below sand. It's pretty evident what it is, um, but every year, you know, the guy who sells them magnesium sells them a little bit of sulfur with it too, and well, it's magnesium that work. That's the struggle I think we're going to run into this year. Is that those second opinions could cost you a lot. You got to be really careful with those second opinion, you know. And maybe I'm the second opinion, um, but I'm not trying to sell you that kind of stuff. You know, we're we're trying to be that independent guy, and and we want to be independent as far as you know. We don't sell crop nutrition products. Um, you know, we sell Terramax in spring. And to me, that was more of a trial this year. We'll see how it works. Um, but we're not here trying to sell you something in a jug that's going to fix a lot of issues in season. I don't want to be the in-season guy. And to me, that a second opinion might be worth a little bit more than somebody who's trying to sell you something. And somebody who has a, a kind of a definite bias towards selling you something. And I've always worked, uh, you know, my first job, we always talked about solutions, not um, 
service with solutions or whatever the heck you want to call it. I, I call it solutions-based agronomy. And to me, a solution doesn't come in a jug. Um, sometimes it does, but for the most part, um, solutions are the things that we want to sell. You know, I, I want to fix a problem. And I think the first thing we run into is the easiest fix for something is I just want to buy something I can put on it to make it work. And sometimes it's compassion. Sometimes it's this. Sometimes it's, you know, there, there could be a hundred different things that's going wrong in that field. And the easiest way is to say, hey, I got corn. I've got this or that. And not picking on real specific products, but there's all these people that want to sell you something. Um, I had a couple jungle mixes that were trying to push to somebody uh, that I was told about. And they're not even on label. It's like, no, you can't do that. That's not label. <laughs> It will damage your crop. But somebody really wanted to sell some extra uh, full nutrition, but it, it's not labeled with the fungicide they wanted to run. Um, I've got a, a local retailer that told everybody that there was a pest in their winter wheat. And I've talked to the university about it. Uh, university hasn't seen pest levels that high. Um, nobody can find who practices IPM is telling people to spray. Uh, and in fact, when I've looked at these fields, we've seen more uh, more aphids, uh, more of these insects infected with a parasite, um, more being eaten by beneficials as we get visited by our dogs again. Um, but we, we've looked at all this stuff and we, we just can't see what he's seeing. Um, I literally contacted another university who said, I've never, ever, ever in my career seen someone spray for that. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of like, well, um, maybe an isolated field here or there, it's a possibility uh, outside of maybe research trials. But, you know, and their, their tagline is, it's very evident it's in your field. Uh, it's only $4 an acre to fix it. And wheat's worth, what, 10 bucks a bushel, whatever, nine, who cares? It's, uh, it's worth a bunch. And their whole thing is, you know, it's a pretty easy sale. And I told one of my clients, I said, if you look at it from the, the right perspective, you got to look at it as maybe they make 30 to 40% margin on this product. So they're making a buck or two an acre. I said, is a dollar an acre on 50 or 100 acres of wheat worth your reputation? To me, that's not. And I would never do something like that in retail. And, and that's where the second opinions are really going to hurt you. And I think having the right second opinion is a good thing. Uh, somebody who has no skin in the game as far as trying to sell you something to fix a problem. And honestly, even when I worked in retail, I thought that was wrong. Um, you know, there's there's enough data that shows that foliar nutrition in soybeans doesn't exactly equate to yield unless you have a nutrient deficiency. Um, there's all these things that you can find, you know, and there's all these things you can find that shows that it works. But there's enough things that are independent data that we can find that shows that it doesn't work. So... Make sure you know who that second opinion is coming from and try to find somebody who's going to get you a, a second opinion that that is kind of not biased. It's, it's not based on something that's going to come in a jug. And sometimes, um, you know, I have guys that traditionally have not applied uh, a foliar fungicide or a fungicide for head scab and wheat um, with a price of wheat the way it is. I've told everybody that basically that's probably something we should be doing. And I, I, you know, corn fungicides this year, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. Obviously, there's an episode that says Kyle hates fungicides. 
I don't hate fungicides, but when we do the math, and it's usually a break-even as our dogs are playing with toys, um, usually it's a break-even situation, and in most cases, that's kind of the way it is. Usually, at one year, you maybe pays big. One year, you break even. Um, this year, I think it's going to be a little bit higher payback, but the problem is going to be the cost of the fungicide might be high, and if you can get it. Um, okay. <laughs> but all these things are going to be things you have to pay attention to, and I think, yes, you know, the, the higher crop prices, and, you know, we, we worry about the input price, but these higher crop prices are going to make us do some really weird things. And maybe the tongue's telling me I should let this one end. But again, second opinions are like a-holes. Everybody's got one. So anyway, hope you guys enjoy, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Aranas podcast. Be sure to check out our website, stallagronomy.com, and our other social media for more information and other episodes. Thank you.